Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're joined by international inspirational speaker and coach Craig Goldblatt. Craig has delivered in excess of 600 inspirational keynote presentations to audiences from around the world. His ability to challenge audiences to be their very best and his motivational energy throughout this journey are what set Craig apart from other speakers. Craig is fast becoming a global entity in his own right. He challenges and inspires audiences to understand that who they are is enough. Craig, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Hi, Valette. Thank you. Before we jump into more about your business, I'd love to know a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working. Okay, so thank you very much for that opportunity. I uh, I was born in South Africa. I came to the UK when I was young in my life and studied some business diplomas in the UK. And then throughout my 20s, Millette, I ran sales teams, predominantly in the UK in the corporate environment. And once I reached 30 years of age, I realized that the corporate marketplace, I was becoming promoted to the level of incompetence. So I realized that I ended up with a desk job, pushing papers around a desk. And I wasn't out there anymore with the guys. And it's interesting that the more senior I seem to get in the corporate world, the less I could really make a, a profound impact on the people I was working with. And so I chose to start my own business. And I, at that time, which is 14 years ago, I had no real idea that professional speaking existed. And so I took myself off around the world and followed the great and good, uh, predominantly in America, and learned a lot uh, about the art of speaking and realized again, really, that the the gift uh, that I have is to develop and grow people. So I set up a sales seminar and I was very fortunate. I found myself within the first 12 to 24 months within the European conference circuit. And I started trotting around the place, giving talks uh, predominantly on sales skills, but with a, a, a deep interest into human potential. And then I went on the road for about five or six years. And like so many of us do in the speaking world, I, I became burnt out. And I started a charity in West Africa. And we built a school for 800 kids over there in Burkina Faso in the north of, uh, of West Africa. And became fascinated in cultural diversity. And um, so we built the charity over the last uh, six years, really. And and so that's been my career today. And, you know, I'm passionate about traveling. I love sport. We play a lot of tennis and I I love to travel the world. Um, And with my wife, Sarah, and my two kids, you know, I'm extremely passionate about life and and just love being with people. I guess that's a potted history to me. Everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your journey. How long has coaching been a part of your business and what led you to get into that aspect of it? Uh, I've been coaching for 14 years and uh, I've always had a deep curiosity as to how people introspect, how we tick. Um, how we work things out internally. And I don't remember when that started, but I've, I've been passionate about learning about uh, ourselves, our human journey for the last 14 years. And, 
and my coaching journey, I guess, started as soon as I started to speak. It seemed like a natural progression from the corporate world. I, I guess in the corporate world, I was always coaching people, but I never called it coaching. And so I guess my coaching journey started 14 years ago. You know, everybody knows that having a business, starting a business can have a lot of ups and downs. So can you tell us about maybe a time when you experienced a low point or just a disappointment when you were getting your business built up? Well, um, the interesting, the biggest, I mean, I've had a number of disappointments, fortunately or unfortunately, that I've had to learn from. Um, and you know, the, the one that really springs to mind is an, is an interesting disappointment because it was a success at the same time in that, I, I, as I said, that, that I suppose the low point in my speaking career was I'd been speaking for about five years and I was building my business really well. And I guess I was doing about 80 to a hundred keynote presentations, including my trainings and, and coaching. And I just became ill. Um, I lost my voice three times and I was just on the road too much and I wasn't seeing the kids. I wasn't seeing my wife. I wasn't seeing my friends. And I just spent too much time on the road and I got a call and I was given a wonderful opportunity to speak at a conference that five years previous I would have loved. And I just could hardly smile. You know, I was just completely burnt out. And I guess when I put down that phone, I, you know, there was no energy in me. There was no a feeling of euphoria, uh, you know, and, and I guess from a speaking, the charity is different, but from a coaching and speaking perspective, that that was probably the low point. So I guess it's one of those things that too much of a good thing can become a bad thing. And, and, and yes, and I, I'm sure we're going to talk about this th throughout uh, throughout today. Uh, my feeling is that I tried to do almost everything myself. And I suppose that's the learning is that, you know, so many of us get addicted to speaking and training and coaching. And, you know, when we have this endorphin activity, when we start to have more and more success, then we just go faster and faster. And we forget about our yin energy. We forget about being still and enjoying the people around us and enjoying the nature. And we just become a road monster. And, you know, then we find, we find, well, I did, I found a great deal of unhappiness and loneliness um, by trotting around the world on my own in the end. And, and so it's about two things for me. One is about growing a fantastic team around you or working with great people. And the other thing is just checking in and having a coach yourself. You know, I've had several coaches over the last 14 years that have really helped me um, to stay grounded in, in a career that, that has enormous ups and downs. You know, one thing that you were saying, and again, like you said, we may, I may be jumping around a little bit uh, back and forth through these questions, but you said something that was really interesting to me, and that was that you tried to do everything yourself. Yes. When you're getting started, you know, it, it seems like there there does take a lot of consistent action before you can, you know, catch a big break. It sounds like, you know, you got that first big break, you were doing really well, but then there came a point when when you needed to to delegate or you needed to bring some other people into the team. First of all, I'd like to talk about the point where you felt like you were gaining momentum when things really started to take yes. off and you and you felt like you were getting that success that you had wanted for so long uh, you know my first ever sales boss um when i was 
I guess, 19 years of age, he always said that there's three rules to growing a business. And he said, rule number one is you have to see the people. Rule number two is see the people. And rule number three is see the people. <laughs> In other words, there's only, there's only one rule to growing a business. And, and it's very simple. You have to go and see as many people as you can. And I, you know, the, I think it was Zig Ziglar that first said that, um, if you want to speak, speak. In other words, speak as much as you can and then you create momentum. And it's the same with coaching is, you know, so there's two rules. One is get out there and see the people. And the second is you have to be curious. You have to be really curious and passionate about people. So when you go into a networking meeting, when you go to a lunch, when you go to a breakfast, when you go to a summit or a conference or a forum and you want to meet people to grow your business, you have to go in there with a huge amount of love in your heart and love the room and become really, really curious about everybody that you meet and pour sunshine into those people. And the more that you do that, and you know, and the more that you're confident that they're going to come back to you. In other words, don't be desperate for business. Just know that the more people you meet, the more you speak, the more interactions you have, it'll absolutely happen for you. It's just science. It's not any more complicated than science. It's just very simple that, you know, if you work hard and you see a lot of people and you love the people that you're meeting, you're going to grow a business. Do you find that to be easy for you to go out and meet people and network? Is that something that, that you thrive on? I love people. I absolutely love people. I love to meet people. I, I, I love to find out about people. And sometimes I'm at home and I want to stay at home and I don't want to get a train for an hour and a half or I don't want to get in the car for three hours or, you know, I don't want to do that. Um, you know, we all have that feeling. It's really about once you open those doors to that networking event and get there, um, it's about finding a way to love yourself enough to love them and just find people and just get curious. And once you start talking to them and you have a lot of love for yourself and for them, you get stimulated. And I'm, I'm not saying it's always easy. It's not. Sometimes you don't want to be in that room. It, but I, I love meeting people. And I think as a coach, you know, you have to love people. Um, you have to love yourself. You have to love um, creating something in somebody else. And you have to love people with a passion. Otherwise, you're in the wrong business. Well, what would you say to people or to someone who is who wants to be a coach who wants to help people, but maybe that idea of getting out there and, and talking or getting, not necessarily being a speaker, but just getting out and meeting people, putting themselves out there. What sort of advice would you have to someone where that would be kind of difficult for them? That maybe that wouldn't be their, their innate personality to go put themselves out there and meet strangers. So there's a few things there. One is I understand that there's several different types of coaches. And to me, there's achievement and fulfillment. And I suppose achievement is a science. So there are coaches out there that don't necessarily love people or love being with people, but they have a very specific skill that they want to teach. Mm -hmm. And if they don't enjoy the the activity of meeting people or being around people, but they have a very specific skill 
that they'd like to coach people with online or through their programs or through software and they want to get their message out there. They want to help people, but they don't like that visceral interaction of being with other people. Then I'd say the answer, one of the answers is to, of course, to create some very empowering products and to learn about the internet and ways in which that they can get their message through. Um, but for me, um, traditional coaches that are interested in fulfillment and creating a real sense of love and harmony for people and to allow people to grow and feel significant and connected and intimate. I, I, I'd say that it's important for a coach to love people and therefore love being around people. It's, it's a natural thing. It's like saying, you know, I want to become a footballer, but I don't like kicking a football. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, I think coaching is all about people. It's all about having a love for, for, for growth, for growth and development of another human being. Um, so if you don't like being around other people, then maybe we're in the wrong profession. But there's one other thing I'd say. You, you mentioned a word called the innate, uh, innate nature, innate ability, innate gift. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't feel they're very good at meeting people. Some coaches don't feel that they're very good at it. They love people, but then there's a fear. And so that's why I started with a coach. I think one of the first things that a coach needs to do when they start their coaching business is get a coach because and get the best coach that you can afford. Because if you, you know, we all have layers in front of our heart and we all have fears And I believe there's only a couple of fears that we have in our life, either that I'm not enough or I'm not loved. That's what we're fearful of. There's no other fears that exist. So in other words, we all have those fears. And so when we're starting out the coaching business, it's really important that we strip out our own layers in front of our heart and really work and introspect on loving ourselves and knowing that we're enough. Because if we truly love ourselves, we get out of our own way and we can coach somebody else. If we are sitting in front of somebody else coaching them and we're doing it to help ourselves, then that's not really um, helpful for the person that we're coaching. You know, when we stick, step into a coaching room, we need to be there for 60 or 90 minutes or 120 minutes. We need to be there for them. And And so before that coaching session... We need to do a lot of work, I believe, as coaches. We need to do a lot of work on ourselves to make sure that we're in a good place so we can get out of our own way and really help that person to act as a mirror for that person and to not bring our own baggage into that coaching room. Right. That makes a lot of sense because if you if you don't really like to work with people, you probably either need to just go completely online where you can have standalone products and sell your knowledge that way. If it's fear, maybe get a coach and and push yourself to to figure out what's going on and push through that fear. But in the end, as a coach, you have to love people and you have to be willing to get out and engage and interact with people if you're going to have a successful business. Yes. And, you know, again, you know, to add this, if I may, is I think it's not important for a coach to have a coach. I think it's absolutely vital. I think, you know, it's you've got to be you've got to always have a coach or somebody that is looking at you because otherwise you you can't 
you you can't coach anybody else if you're not being coached. Um, you, you you know, it's very difficult to do that effectively. I I probably in the last fourteen years I've had you know six seven coaches consistently over that period of time. Once every two years, I guess there's another coach. I've had speaker coaches. I've had people that have helped me with my coaching, helped me with my brand. I've had people help me with my heart and my emotions. I've, you know, my mum passed away when I was 18. I've spent uh, a good couple of years working with a psychotherapist to really help me to understand who I am at the deepest level and look at my own fears and my challenges and my confidence. And, you know, I think, you know, I can't remember the quote that Jim Rowan gave, some, you know, something along the lines of, uh, you know, if you, you know, if you work on your business, you make a living. If you work on yourself, you make a fortune. Um, so it's really about working on yourself all the time. It's like you look at the greatest sportsman in the history of sport. And even now you look at somebody like Roger Federer. He's won 91 major titles and, and 18 grand slams. And the guy still is, is having coaching. Mm-hmm. So we all have to have a coach. That's great advice uh, for everyone because we're never in the same place. If we want to to move forward and succeed, we need to have someone with us. We need to have someone guiding us and helping us all along the way. Sure. And, 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 you know, we can, of course, always coach ourselves as well. You know, I think it's very important today with the level of media stimulation that we have in the world and social media and everything else for us to spend at least half an hour, an hour in nature every day or playing sport or doing something that gives us an, a release, um, and gives us an opportunity to think about things differently. And of course, you know, the, the one that I know is my greatest coach is nature is to take the dogs for a walk in the woods or, or meditate or, or create some level of mindfulness. Mm, that's great advice as well. You know, we, we started off a couple of minutes ago talking about, you know, hitting that tipping point, reaching some success. Success is often measured in milestones. You know, we set goals for ourselves. Yes. You know, we look at, at things as, you know, when I reach this milestone, when I hit this benchmark, what would you say has been a favorite achievement of yours so far in business? I'd say there's two. One is opening the school in West Africa, um, which is part of my coaching and speaking business, even though it's, it's a charity, you know, it's a leader, it's a, it's a leadership charity. And, and so that's probably the, the greatest of achievement in my career is, is opening the school and being with all the kids and, and seeing if we can support and learn and develop ourselves, uh, through being with that community in West Africa. Um, the, the, the the second is getting emails or texts from clients saying that they're achieving something, you know, after the work that we've done. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, that you get, you get somebody, I suppose that's why we do what we do as coaches is you get somebody who's struggling or who is not performing and then you get an email or you get a text or they phone you up and they, they tell you how much of a difference you're making and, and that this has been a really valuable investment of time and money for them. And, you know, that's what we're looking for. I, you know, and, and I, I believe in wise selfishness. In other words, I'm a coach because I love to improve people. And that's so much about me. It's not just about giving. It's also about me receiving from them in that way. And when I'm in the coaching room, it's all about them. But, you know, I hope as much as I can. I'm human. So, of course, I have emotions when I'm in a coaching room. 
but you know, it's, it's also about afterwards about me saying, you know, I've made a difference to these people. I mean, that's got to be the greatest success. The greatest gift is to see people that, that are struggling that can actually create something new and inspiring in their lives. That's got to be why we're all doing what we're doing. Right. That, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I think most people, they, they may have a monetary goal. They may have, you know, some sort of a, of something like writing a book, but, but overall, I think that what I hear from people is what matters the most to them is the impact that they have been able to make on others in the sense that other people have created something that they wanted. Yes. uh, uh, Absolutely. And, and, the, the the key to my coaching personally is to, you know, I want people to slow down. That's the interesting thing is that most people come to me because they're too busy or they're achieving almost too much and they want some kind of balance in their life and they want to feel that they love themselves more and they're, they're on most people who, who want me to coach them are just going at 150 miles an hour and they're succeeding, but they're burnt out. Mm. And they want a, a different level of contentment and fulfillment in their life. And so for me, coaching isn't just about always growth. Sometimes it's, of course, about stopping and, and, and smelling the coffee. Well, speaking of stopping the growth, uh, what would you say that you're excited about creating next in your business? Or are you happy where it is? Yeah, I... I I'm happy where it is. Uh, but having said that, here's a great question. Um, I, I, you know, I love asking clients this question and it's a great question for us as coaches. I believe when, when we reach the end of our lives and we look back, what will be my emotional legacy? Not my financial one or my physical one, but what will be my emotional legacy? In other words, what do I want to feel more of in my life? And so my goal so often when I think about my own goals, Millette, have turned over the years, have turned into more emotional goals rather than financial or physical ones. So I want to feel that I'm making more of a difference. So that's what's next in my business at a macro level. I Mm -hmm. I want to feel that I'm making more of a difference and going deeper with people, Um, not necessarily more people. But the people that I'm in front of, I want them to have a greater and greater and greater sense of depth and excitement and clarity as to their reason for living. Um, so my, my absolute focus is to become a better coach, not a more successful one or a busier one. But, you know, we all want, sometimes we all do, um, have egoic language within us. And I always want more and bigger clients. And of course, sometimes I want to be busier or less busy or whatever. It's a flow. But what's always there with me is how can I become better? How can I learn about human psychology at a deeper level? How can I learn about genetics? How can I learn about how culturally we're changing and growing and developing so that I can become more insightful for my clients and I can go deeper. Mm, I love that. You know, sometimes creating something in your business isn't exactly a physical creation. It's, it's what you can bring forth out of yourself. Yes. And, you know, I'm a very, as you can tell, I'm a very spiritual bunny. And, uh, you know, I, I, 
And I, I look at life often in a macro level that is, you know, we've, the planet's been around 4.5 billion years. We've only been here 200,000 years. And my life, if I'm doing very well, I'll be on this planet for a hundred years. And in evolutionary terms, I'm only here for a blink of an eye. So I've got to, it's an old saying and it's probably too overused, but you've got to enjoy the journey. And, and I want to love my work. And sometimes I don't love my work and I want to love it more and more and more. And often I love what I do and sometimes I get lonely and it's difficult. Um, you know, and, and now that actually, you know, I've worked with some great people with Haley and Melanie and Claire and some fantastic people who've supported me enormously. And in the charity, Caroline and, and, you know, Jen and Katrina, all these wonderful people, um, that have, that have helped me and and help clients um i've worked with some amazing people and that really fulfills me so we've got to work out as a coach you know what we really love to do within the business and if we're not loving a certain part of the business try to give it to somebody else because i just want to love my life so let me add one more thing to that i think there's two types of coaching business i think there's a lifestyle business and there's a real business. Mm -hmm. And a lifestyle business is where you just want to, you want to coach people one-on-one and you want to go home. So in other words, it's your brand, you are the brand, and you just, it's just you coaching. Um, the, the other business is where you start coaching and obviously you end up with five, 10, 15 other coaches under your brand and you're looking to sell your business. And, and so there's two types of coaches. I think there's a lifestyle coach and there's a business coach where you own a business that you can sell. I've always chosen to be a lifestyle coach. In other words, I want to make a big difference to people and I want to go home. I, sure. I don't, I don't want to manage lots of other people. I don't want to grow at this stage in my life. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be looking at lots of figures and stats and, and organizing lots of different guys to run around the country or run around the world delivering big programs. I'm about sharing my heart and I love to speak. I love to train people. I love to coach, but I love to keep it simple with, uh, with, low overheads and and really just love my work. And so I think at the beginning of your coaching career, I think what the first decision a coach needs to make, is this a lifestyle business where you want to earn good money and it just be you and your brand and coach people? Or do you want to grow a business that in five years time, you've got 10 or 15 or 20 coaches with you and you want to sell the business? It's a very different thing. Yeah. Yes. Different goals and, and yes. I'm sure different, different paths along the way. Yes. Now, speaking of considering the outcome as you're growing your business, you know, one thing that I like to, to stress is there's a lot of different ways to yes. make money as yes. a coach, you know, online and offline. It's not yes. just, um, it's not just one on one. Like no. you, for example, you know, you, you're bringing a lot of speaking into yes. into your business. So I'd like to talk more about the business side of things. And just to start off with, can you tell us how does your business generate revenue today? So my business generates money through speaking, training and coaching. Um, and there, let me say there are hundreds of ways 
these days to make money out of coaching. Hundreds. And at the moment, we're using three or four of them. Um, because, you know, we are busy as a coach and training and speaking. And I've had many different products in, in, in my portfolio over the last 14 years. And I, I want to run a very, a very comprehensive speaking training and coaching business where I'm in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm much as of course we use social media and we create relationships through social media. Um, you know, I have only a couple of revenue streams and that's okay for me. Um, I'm not a business person. I'm a great speaker and coach. So I, I, you know, that I'm sure that there's, well, I know that there's so many different speakers and coaches out there that, that, that are running bigger businesses because they have different revenue streams. So I'm not one of them. Uh, I'm not a business person. I'm a coach. Um, and that's what I love to do. It's a bit like an actor. Um, do they want to act or do they want to grow a business? And so I suppose the way that I can categorize this is, I think, especially being with in great associations like the National Speakers Association of America and uh, CAPS in Canada, Canada, you know, the Canadian Speaking Association and in that, in uh, where we live, a wonderful organization called the Professional Speakers Association, the PSA. Um, I, you know, to me, there's two different options there. Sometimes I think there are speakers that run a business or business people that speak and, and I'm a speaker that mm-hmm. runs a business. So I don't have many revenue streams, but I can give some advice on great revenue streams that I've seen, but I'm not best place to do that because I'm, I'm not living it. So I'd rather that people, if people want to create 30 or 40 different revenue streams, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be me to give them that advice because I haven't really lived it. Sure. Well, I think that that's, to me, that's sort of the point is that for some people, maybe because they want a lot of revenue streams or maybe yes. just because they have a lot of – they're creative and they just like to yes. try a lot of things, they do end up with a lot of different little ways that, yes. that money is coming in. But yes. other people really enjoy – doing one thing. Um, yes. I, I spoke to someone, all she did was one-on-one coaching. She yes. had a, you know, a full schedule every yes. week, one-on-one coaching. And that's what really did it for her. And that's, that's just what I, I like to, to hear from, yes. from everyone just to say, there's a lot of ways to do it. There is a lot of ways to do it. There's a lot of ways to do it. And, you know, for me, it's, um, it's about the art of coaching. That's what fascinates me is, rather than running a business. There's some amazing marketeers that are full. They run huge speaking businesses. They're a good speaker, but a great marketeer. Or they're a good coach and a great marketeer. And then sometimes you get great coaches, unfortunately, that don't have any business because they're great at what they do, but they're not great at marketing. And unfortunately, these days, you've got to have both. Yes, I agree with that completely. It seems like there's a lot of people who get, I wouldn't say sidetracked, but they just allow their focus to be on, you know, creating a product or creating an offering, but then they don't spend a lot of time thinking about how they're going to get people to that offering. No, that's it. That's it. And also know your value. You know, I really think it's important that this is why we need a coach, as we said earlier. 
is don't undersell yourself all the time. You know, there's so many coaches that say, oh, wow, I can't charge that much money um, because I'm, you know, I'm not that experienced yet, but they've lived 40 years of, of, you know, of life and they're hugely experienced as a person. And so I'd be very careful in undervaluing ourselves as a coach. Right, right. You know, one thing that I want to talk about is a strategies for bringing in new clients. Now, yes. I know that your focus is speaking. Yes. So within that realm of business, within the idea of going out, getting speaking engagements, how do you then convert those people that, that you're giving a speech to? How do you bring them in as clients? This person that has come to you that sees you speak, do you then try to get those people to continue their relationship with you? Okay. So the way I, I get a lot of business is two ways. One is obviously word of mouth. The second is when I go to speak at a conference, invariably there'll be a few people that come up to me at the end of a, a session and say, can you please work with my team? Or, you know, can you please come and speak at my conference? And the way I feel to get more business in the speaking world, in the training world, and in the coaching world is ask great questions. Is people love to talk about themselves? Mm -hmm. Is people often ask about us as coaches or speakers? And I do my best when I'm with a client to find out as much I can about their life. And when they ask me a question about me, I guess consciously, I'm focused on getting away from me and more onto them. So I become very curious. I want to know about their business. I want to know what's most important to them. I want to know what's their, what their intentions, what's their purpose. You know, what are their values? At what level are they living their values? What are their belief systems? How are they using their skills? What, what, you know, what are their patterns of behavior? What kind of environments do they love to be in? How do they want to work? What are their dreams and their aspirations? So when somebody comes up to me and, and wants to ask, is interested in me coaching them or training them or speaking for them, I want to say, can I ask you some questions? And if we haven't got time then, then I want to put in a slot to spend an hour with them. And I want to fill myself with love and talk to them as much as I can about who they are as a unique human being. And then, you know, I'll coach them in that coffee or I'll coach them when I'm asking them two or three questions and just become curious. It's like Dale Carnegie said in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, is it's the simplest thing in the world. Just love people and be curious. And then after that conversation, you know, at some point, providing they say to me, so how do we go forward or how can you help me? I'll say, well, look, let's work together for three months. I don't want to sell individual coaching sessions because it's like going to the gym coaching. If you go once, you don't improve your body. You've got to go a lot of time. So I say, let's work together for three months. And then after three months, you know, we can sit down and work out whether I'm the best person for you long term. Yeah, I've, I've talked to a few different people that that have mentioned the idea that you really can't develop a, a foundation of, of trust or... Uh anything like that without it being, you know, something that's a couple of months at least. No, that's right. That's right. I, I, I think at least three sessions over three months um, and you need to, you know, give them books, send them books, keep connected to them on email or phone over those three months and really support them in their lives over those three months. I think 
coaching is about supporting them as much as they are willing to let you support them. It's not about just turning up for a session, doing that and going away again. It's about really taking a conscious interest in them and their lives over that period of time that you're coaching them. You know, one thing that that I like to, to talk about in every interview is the idea of if you had it to do all over again. Yes. So <laughs> as as someone who is a successful coach and speaker, if you had to do it all over mm. again and you were growing this speaking and coaching business from the ground yes. up, what do you wish you had done first? What would be your advice to someone who's just getting started? Believed in myself more at the beginning um, and I would have spent more time planning and preparing my brand and my website talking to more people, doing some high quality research um, and learning much more about people and the psychology of people and just doing some wonderful due diligence. If I had the time and the money, I'd spend six months building my brand, talking to as many people as I could, um, you know, re really understanding more about my goals and, and, and just really learning about me more um, and the brand that I wanted to deliver to the world and the strategy that I wanted to deliver to the world. Um, that's sitting here after 14 years, but maybe that's not the best way to start, you know, at the beginning, because I was so excited. I just went out and started getting clients. I hardly ever had an, I didn't even hardly have an invoice, you know, to send out. I just started. And, 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 you know, and, and so if I was going to do it all again, I would have done a lot more planning. Mm, that's good advice. Craig, this has been so good. I have enjoyed this conversation oh, so much. Thank you very much. And me, I, you know, thank you for the opportunity. You know, we're going to finish up now with our final five rapid fire questions. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? To love myself. What's one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Uh, a hard a work ethic, a hard work ethic to work really hard. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Uh, courage written by Osho. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. <laughs> um, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platforms are you on? What's your website? Okay. So it's craiggoldblatt.com. C-R-A-I-G-G-O-L-D-B-L-A-T-T.com, CraigGoldblatt.com. Awesome. All right. I'm going to be sure to get those links and all those uh, resources in the show notes page. Great. Craig, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Keep well. Lots of love. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.